millions of Christians face intense persecution and risk their lives for the sake of the gospel. Vom Oz Radio supports persecuted Christians, giving a voice to the testimony of those who have been denied a voice. Our programs inform and encourage Christians in Australia and around the world to mobilize and to stand with our persecuted brothers and sisters in Christ. Welcome to Vom Oz Radio, Voice for the Persecuted. Welcome again to the Voice of the Martyrs Radio. My name is Todd Nettleton, and we are in our studio today with Sean Patton. Sean is the Africa Regional Director for the Voice of the Martyrs. So all of our work helping and encouraging Christians on the African continent goes through his office, goes across his desk. He has a a staff that is helping him. Sean, welcome back to Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Thanks, Todd. It's good to be here. We're going to talk about a country today, and and I'm guessing for some of the folks listening, uh, it may be the first time they've ever heard of this country, certainly the first time we have talked about persecution in this country. Uh, The country is Burkina Faso, and I actually printed out a map to bring with me Mm -hmm. to the studio. So we're talking about a country that is south of Mali. It is north of Ghana uh, in sort of the northwestern part of Africa, This is a country we've never talked about before. Why is that, and why is it that we're talking about it now? Yeah, uh, you know, Burkina Faso has kind of been a model of stability in West Africa. And so, uh, you know, in recent years, there has been instability to its its northern and eastern borders. So you do uh, have a long border there with uh, Niger. You have a long border with Mali. And there's been terrorist activity happening in both of those countries. Uh, Al-Qaeda has been very active in Mali. Islamic State has been very active in Niger. But Burkina Faso has been a very stable country. And um, around the year 2014, um, they they had a president who was an authoritarian president, had a tight grip on the country for the last 30 years. Uh, There was kind of a, a popular democratic uprising. They wanted free elections. They wanted more freedoms. And so that president was ousted. Uh, many think that president had negotiated some security uh, measures with some of the terrorist groups and things like that who were operating on the border. And so as he left, those deals and negotiations left with him. And it really opened up the door for a rise of um, Islamic terrorism um, in some of these areas that border uh, Niger and Mali. And so we really saw kind of a a dramatic rise in Islamic extremism, and then most recently, particularly persecution against the church. And talk a little more about that, because, you know, we talk about terrorism, and that's a bad thing. Right. Uh, But obviously here at Voice of the Martyrs, we're focused on when Christians and when churches are attacked and specifically targeted. Mm -hmm. We've seen that, unfortunately, repeatedly in Burkina Faso over the last— 12 to 14 months. Right, yeah. And so, you know, initially we were watching this and we're, we're seeing the rise of Islamic extremism. We're seeing, um, you know, there was a, a major attack in 2016 that happened in Ouagadougou, which is the capital uh, where a hotel, a cafe was targeted. Uh, I think there was 40-something people killed in that attack. One of the people happened to be an American missionary who was living there, but it wasn't persecution. It wasn't targeted uh, against the church or against Christians in particular. That kind of expanded. There were multiple attacks that were happening on military posts, on gendarmeries, attacks then on 
gold mining companies. Those attacks kept intensifying, moving out more into the civilian realm. And so we're just kind of watching that. And then we feel like right around 2019 of last year, particularly in April, there was an attack against an AG church where the pastor of the church uh, was executed along with five other men from his church. And then May, there were multiple attacks on Catholic churches, and it just continued to increase and intensify throughout the year, uh, moving into Advent season, a major attack on a, a Protestant church in December. And then we've seen two significant attacks in February of this year. It's, it's become much more focused on Christians and, and focused on pastors as well. How is the church responding to this? Because, you know, this is new for yeah. them to have yeah. to deal with this. You know, I think in many ways they're caught off guard, and that's not saying anything towards the church necessarily. I think everybody's been caught off guard. I'm, you know, I was just reading recently about a trip of the UN High Commissioner uh, visiting Burkina Faso and just recollecting how he couldn't believe, you know, how things have escalated so quickly. Just the the situation in the country. There's a massive humanitarian crisis. Uh, I think there's almost 800,000 to a million people displaced. And so you have him coming out of the country and saying, this is the worst humanitarian crisis on the planet right now. The only thing we can even compare it to is Syria. And so nobody's talking about it. it. And so, I mean, at that time, they were even talking about how across the border in Mali, there's some 16,000 UN personnel. In Burkina Faso at the time, there were maybe 150, 200 personnel. And so it's just, it's caught the international community Uh off guard. And so it's caught the church off guard as well. But it's because of having the stability for so long and then how quickly things have escalated. The church is right now really trying to get together and form a unified response. And that's difficult when uh, you have this humanitarian crisis. And of course, in the midst of that, we've seen, we think maybe as many as 200 churches that have had to close and so those congregations are moving uh, more to the center part of the, of the country. In the midst of those 800,000 displaced people, we have some 10,000 displaced Christians. And then trying to formulate a response to that where you, you want to help the church, but a lot of these people are in camps with Muslims as well. And so it becomes tricky if you're trying to help a particular group of people, but you're not helping somebody else. Right. And so the church is really trying to think through that. How do we how do we address some of these acute needs? And then how do we think long-term providing care for some of these people? Cause most aren't going back anytime soon. And then how do we keep supporting our pastors and those who have chosen to stay in the conflict areas right on these borders and are providing resistance, uh, spiritual resistance to what's going on in these dark areas. We're talking today on voice of the martyrs radio with Sean Patton. He is the Africa regional director for the voice of the martyrs. Now, you mentioned, as it relates to Burkina Faso, both al-Qaeda and Islamic State, they don't actually like each other, generally speaking. <laughs> it's so, interesting. Burkina Faso, they're saying, is the one place in the world where these two radical groups are actually working together. That should tell you some of the challenges. That's not something you want to be known no, for. No, no, that's, that's not. And so, yeah, those are, those are kind of the two main persecutors, really called, probably al-Qaeda being the main persecutor. Uh, there's, a, there's a homegrown jihadist movement within Burkina Faso, Ansar al-Islam. And that was really kind of a radical Fulani Muslim preacher who was going across the border to Mali and then 
uh, started this homegrown group, and then they've been active in the north as well. And so Islamic State more along the east uh, with eastern border of Niger and then al-Qaeda along the northern border of Mali. I'm guessing, and I've not been there, but that those borders are pretty porous. I mean, people are back and forth in and out of those countries. It would be easy to come in and do an attack and then leave. In fact, I know one of the attacks earlier this year, the the three attackers disappeared. Yeah. And as far as I know, still haven't been identified or found or held accountable. And that's just, you know, the lack of security situation that the government hasn't been able to provide. And then the fact that also the UN's been caught sort of flat-footed and hasn't really got a security plan for Burkina Faso or peacekeepers in the area. And so, yeah, the the security situation has deteriorated and that's allowed uh, is Islamic groups to kind of roam free. And, you know, these were already Muslim-dominated areas right. in Burkina Faso. So the church was already a, a very slim minority in these areas, and now they're trying to hold their own uh, in the midst of, of rising extremism as well. We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Sean Patton. He is the Africa Regional Director for the Voice of the Martyrs. What has the response been from the church in Burkina Faso? Because you mentioned this is mm-hmm. this is new to them. They yeah. Their country used to be the one everyone pointed to and said, that's a stable country, that's how things should be. Now they're enduring persecution. When you come in and say, hey, we're from Voice of the Martyrs, mm-hmm. we want to help, mm-hmm. what's their response? Obviously, they, they welcome uh, the help and the partnership and just the, the fact that there are people around the world who recognize what's going on. I think that's a great encouragement uh, to the church when there's a recognition that, that brothers and sisters around the world are, are seeing the need and are ready to stand shoulder to shoulder with them and to help them through the situation. And so really it's a dialogue about uh, what the church needs, how we can help the church, letting them lead the way and, and be the church and, and really to shine against this, this dark backdrop of suffering but to come alongside them however we can. And again, we listen. We're the junior partner. We're the servants in, in that situation. You know, it's challenging. Uh, I, I think of, you know, some of these denominations. We were talk, speaking with one of the denominations who I think they said have two to 300 pastors who are wanting to stay in the conflict areas and, and to stay with their church. And that's difficult because a lot of their congregations have fled and that means their support has fled, right. you know. And so how do we continue to help these pastors to stay in conflict areas, to minister to the people who are staying there, to provide a resistance to just this dark uh, terrorist activity that's happening? And, and, and they want to do that. that's an incredibly bold stance it, it to say, bold. no, I know they're attacking churches in my area, right? but God called me here, and I want to stay here, and I want yeah. to serve. But my congregation, many of them have left. Yeah. It's a bold thing to do. It is. And I, I think it's important for our listeners to know, too, is when you're supporting frontline workers uh, through Voice of the Martyrs, it's not just supporting frontline workers who are going into unreached areas doing pioneer mission work. A lot of these frontline workers are guys who are staying in places where everybody else has fled, and they're they're providing that last level of defense. Uh, they're going to they're gonna man the ship until it goes down. And it's an incredible boldness and courage to do that. But the church trying to figure out a means of supporting those guys 
that's difficult, especially as the church more in the interior is trying to meet this humanitarian crisis of, of people fleeing, of trying to take care of folks who have fled these two to 300 churches that are coming inland, provide housing and shelter and things like that for them, and they continue to support frontline workers in the conflict areas. That's a challenge, but we want to come alongside them and in wise ways be the help that they need. We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Sean Patton. He is the Africa Regional Director here at the Voice of the Martyrs. Sean, I know one of the things we do in other nations, and I think we're exploring maybe doing this in Burkina Faso, is uh, sort of pastor conferences or pastor training to help them. And I think in Burkina Faso, maybe especially meaningful because they're dealing with a new reality, a new situation. How do how do you or how do we try to help these pastors think about persecution in a biblical way? Again, even if we take the situation of Burkina Faso, these these pastors have been living in Muslim-dominated areas. They know right across the border Islamic activity has been on the rise. They've seen homegrown jihadist groups rise up. You know, most of these guys have, have counted the cost, are willing to pay the price, have assessed the risk. So there, there are the, the troops kind of out there on the front lines. So I, they get it. They're ready to go. And those guys are, are, you know, saying the famous phrase that we have around here, you know, you give us the tools and we'll pay the price. I think there are some Christians who then, or pastors who are more in the interior of, of countries, maybe I think of countries like Nigeria, where you have these bold pastors in the north. You have some pastors that are in, that are in the south in relatively peaceful areas. And uh, helping those pastors understand how can we support our brothers and sisters in these northern areas and the conflict areas, helping prepare them more for what happens if persecution comes to these safer areas, that's always been a, a part of our ministry those things land much better in a situation like this where it becomes real, where, mm-hmm. where they're seeing people flee that are coming to their churches from other parts, where they, they feel the instability, they, they feel the sense, okay, this, this isn't the 30 years of security that maybe we've had in the past, and, and things could get real. And, um, and that, that really, they, I think, rise up to that and are ready to, uh, to meet those challenges. So we've talked a little bit about Burkina Faso mm-hmm. and how things have changed there and how VOM has, has monitored that. Are there other countries in Africa where you also are saying, hey, it's becoming more consistent, it's becoming more intense, we need to keep an eye on that place as well? Yeah, I think there are several places we're watching. And, um, you know, I mentioned the Niger border with Burkina Faso, and uh, Niger is a country we've been watching for a while. Uh, I think we felt like there just hasn't been the the frequency of attacks towards the church there. But um, certainly a lot is going on in Niger as far as um, Islamic extremism. And, and really the whole Sahel, you know, we, we, we think of that strip across Africa where um, you kind of have the transition between the desert and sub-Saharan Africa, between Islam and Christianity, that we're watching, watching Chad closely as well. I think Cameroon will be coming on our prayer map very soon. And, that, and that's a place where we've been watching. You have Boko Haram, who's crossing the border there in northern Nigeria into northern Cameroon. And so that's been a place where there hasn't been breadth. It's been very localized to, to northern Cameroon. There's been some intensity, but not so much frequency. But we feel like the frequency has increased to the point that um, that Cameroon would be coming on very soon. 
I've already mentioned Mozambique and the Cabo de Gato region there, and that's something we continue to watch. A lot of countries in Africa that are uh, right on the edge of potentially coming on the prayer map that have uh, struggles, and I think that's going to continue. We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Sean Patton. He is the Africa Regional Director for the Voice of the Martyrs. On a day-to-day basis, what's, what's the biggest challenge of your job? I mean, Africa's a huge continent. Yeah, so. yeah. I, that's, that's probably one that creates the biggest challenge is um, there, there are so many countries, and um, it's such a big place, and I think people sometimes don't realize— how big Africa is, you know, we, we joke a lot of times the maps just don't do it justice. And, uh, some of these countries are just massive and, you know, flying from, uh, Senegal to, to Kenya is, is like flying from Africa back to, you know, the central U S, you know, I mean, it's, it's just a massive geographical space, you know, in the midst of that, you just have a lot of countries with a lot of instability and it's it's trying to weed through also um, what is persecution and what isn't. Um, and, and a lot of times in these countries, you have a, a conflict that's not necessarily persecution, but it creates enough instability and chaos that it opens the door for radical Muslims or for somebody else to come in and then persecute the church. And so it, it just, there's a lot of nuance and a, a lot of complexity. And then trying to provide the response in places that don't have infrastructure, um, where people are already suffering maybe through poverty, and now you have an increased uh, situation where people are displaced, and it, it just aggravates the, the issue. So, yeah, it's, it's just the, the, the size and the, the, the magnitude of, of what we're dealing with in a place like Africa. Sean, we always try to finish up with prayer. We want to equip our listeners to be prayer warriors uh, on behalf of persecuted believers. I want to finish with Burkina Faso, but I want uh-huh. to start, and we've just talked about some of the challenges. Mm-hmm. How do we pray for you and your staff? Mm-hmm. How, how many are on your staff now? If you count all of our uh, international staff, yeah, our team's probably 40 staff from multiple nationalities working across. So— Equip our listeners yeah. to pray for you and for those 40 staff mm-hmm. who are addressing situations like we've talked about in Burkina Faso, who are, like you talked about, all the nuance, all the trying to figure out what's persecution, what's not. Yeah. How do we pray for them? Well, I want to think of our guys on the ground um, assessing the needs first and just pray for uh, protection for them. They're always going into difficult, dangerous areas and um, trying to assess the situation and, and administer resources to meet the needs, uh, to pray with the families, uh, to support the church in these areas. And so pray for them. Uh, they have a, a difficult and, and dangerous job. A lot of our staff travel back and forth uh, to Africa, and so pray for those guys while they're um, away for their families. You know, we know the, the enemy, you know, seeks to kill and, and still and, and divide and destroy. And so pray for our families, pray for our marriages. You know, I often say what keeps me up at night, I, I don't worry about one of my guys, you know, dying in the field for the faith. That's an honor. That's a joy. That's a privilege. It's a hard thing to go through. What an incredible thing uh, to die for the, for the name of Jesus and 
maybe even be put on the martyr wall out here in front of Voice of the Martyrs, you know, that's something you can you can still be proud of. But the, it's my fear is, is one of my guys, um, you know, his marriage or something like that um, falling apart because of uh, the stress of the job or the attack of the enemy. And so, um, yeah, pray, pray for our families and, and pray that God would continue to give us the grace to, to be men of God and to walk with him. And finally, I want to come back to Burkina Faso. Mm-hmm. We've talked about the situation there. We've talked about pastors being targeted, churches yeah. being targeted. How do we pray for the body of Christ in Burkina Faso? I would say particularly pray for these pastors who are staying in these difficult areas. You know, we've, we've seen, you know, two pastors in their congregations targeted in, in just the last month. Pray for their families, their wives who have been left behind. On February 10th, uh, a deacon was was shot in front of his wife. You know, they stole, stole his, his money, his car, his motorcycle. They actually used his car to abduct a pastor three days later. They abducted the pastor. They abducted his young son, his daughter, a niece, and a couple of his nephews. They took that pastor out. They sent the girls away with a message that they didn't want Christianity in the area. They didn't want any kind of assistance or aid in the area. They executed his nephews and um, his son in front of him and then and then executed the pastor. And so, um, and I know all of those were given a chance to renounce their faith, and none of them did. And some of those were 10 and 12-year-old, I won't say boys, I'll say men, because if, if you're willing to not renounce your faith and get a bullet in the back of the head, you know, you're, you're a man. So pray for these folks that are staying in the conflict areas. It's an impressive thing that they're staying they, there. They know those stories. Yeah. I mean, they know what could happen. They know, they've, they've seen it happen, and they know the chance of abduction is high, the chance of execution is high, and they're staying there. They're staying with their churches um, and ministering in the name of Jesus. And so, so pray for those folks. Uh, pray for, for courage and boldness and wisdom, and, and then pray for the church that is trying to to get a response together and, and to minister and you know, they need wisdom as well and, um, and courage and, you know, just uh, unity as well, you know. And I, and I think it's, it's the beautiful thing about persecution. It does bring unity to the church, and we see that time and time again. And, uh, but that there would be sustained unity in that and, and um, just unified in their response. And uh, that the gospel would continue to go forward and, and Christ would be glorified in this place. Amen. Sean, it's always a pleasure to have you, and I appreciate you equipping. I want to encourage our listeners, please do pray for Burkina Faso this week. Pray for the church there as well. Pray for Sean and his staff and our other international staff working in other parts of the world. Uh, It is a tough job, and so we always appreciate your prayers and, and your encouragement to us. Sean, thanks for being our guest this week on Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Thank you, Todd. Christians in hostile nations may live far from us. As believers, we know that we are one with them and part of the body of Christ. As such, we can't ignore their suffering. If the Holy Spirit is impressing you to know more and support the work of Voice of the Martyrs, please visit our website at vom.com.au. All donations of $2 and more are tax deductible in Australia. This has been a production of Vom Oz Radio, voice for the persecuted.